Hello, everybody, and welcome to the only show that helps home services companies grow better, faster, and stronger. I am your host, Jeff Lambert. Today, I am joined by two of my associates from Risen to discuss a really important topic today that's really going to help home services companies grasp how they can grow quickly in terms of getting out who they are, their true brand identity today. First off, we have Nicole Mena, who is the Revenue Operations Director at Risen. Nicole, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me here, Jeff. Absolutely. And we also have one of our project managers at Risen, Roosevelt Jimenez, coming to us from the Dominican Republic. Roosevelt, thank you for taking the time to join us as well. Of course, Jeff. Happy to be here. And happy to have you. So before we get into it, for those of you who may be joining us for the first time, we do want to go through very quickly the format that we go through with this show so you can kind mm. of expect to know you know, how things roll, how we do it here at Risen. So let's just jump into that very quickly. Nicole, could you let our viewers know what's the format of our show? How are we going to roll things out today for topics? Sure, absolutely. Um, there are three sections to our show. The first is the growth blueprint. It's basically our how-to section. And we give you three tips you can implement immediately at your company to grow faster. The next is the Q&A section. Here's where we take uh, live questions from the audience members to answer questions you submit also at um, ask at gorisen.com. And then lastly is the interview segment where we'll discuss the topic more in depth, sometimes with people from Risen and sometimes with a special guest. And of course, today's topic is why branding is important. That is correct. For today's topic, we are going to talk about why your company is more than just a logo. Why should you take the, pro the, the time, excuse me, to go through a full branding process to make your company more identifiable, different than the competition, really get to the core of who you are. So for that today, as Nicole said, we're going to go through three parts of explaining why this is so important for you to really take seriously and go through the process of doing. So for the first step in how we roll out exactly why branding is important, we're going to go to the meat and potatoes part of the show, which is the growth blueprint section. So with this section, we're going to focus specifically on giving you three reasons, three tips and topics, depending on what the show is about, that you can use immediately to make actionable change at your company. So we have three reasons why we want to give you that lays out why branding your company is so important. And when we say branding, we're not just talking about creating a logo and building a website. There's so much more to it. There's a whole process. There's a science, you could say, behind it. We're going to take a look at that science and why it's important. So, Roosevelt, I'd like to start with you. For our listeners, we're talking about branding. They may not understand the importance of going through a long-scale process to do this. Can you give us one reason why it's important to go through a full-scale branding process for your services company? Yes, Jeff, thank you. Well, one of the main reasons that you wanna work on your branding is you wanna build trust and loyalty. So we wanna uh, turn customers into fans. And today's customers have so much access, access to information. They have many choices and little time, right? So how do we build, you know, we need to build trust um, that matters to them, that connects with them, right? Companies out there, there's many, like we said, there's many options. Many of the companies are saying the same thing or they have similar qualities and features. So the only way for you to get noticed is to stand out. 
And this is what branding does and working on your on your brand, right? Um, also, customers buy based on trust. So, and that's more more than ever. That's that's a key factor in how customers make decisions now at nowadays. Um, we have studies um, from 2020 that have found that 70% of customers say trusting a brand today is more important than in the past. Right. So more so now is the time because the 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 studies are showing that 53% of customers say brands trust is second only to price. Um, and then 46% say they trust most of the brands they buy for, uh, uh, compared to that's a 12% increase from the previous year's study. So we see how how important this is. Now customers are making decisions based on how they are how their the brands they're choosing reflect their values and their beliefs. So this is where trust comes in and this is where you taking the time to work on your brand makes so much sense and it matters today more than ever. I agree completely with what you're saying, Roosevelt. And even thinking about my own experience as a homeowner, when I looked at companies for specific issues that came up during the process, there are companies that stuck in my head after that first initial interaction with them because I knew exactly whether it was what they said, whether it was how they did it, whether it was, you know, like a handout, whether it was the business card they gave me, whether it's how they treated me on the phone. I had a picture in my head of who they were. And it usually tied into feeling like they were being honest. I could trust them. And right. so if you're not getting that across, I mean, what hope do you have yes. of being able to hold on to customers? Yes. We're noticing that, you know, the decision is, is based on emotion most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so that's the point that, that, that companies needs to hit. And that's, that's the point that branding addresses. Absolutely. So there we have our first reason why branding is so important, especially for service companies, the importance of building brand trust and loyalty. Reason number two, why you should take the time to go through a full branding process. Nicole, can you give us another reason for people to take this seriously? Yeah, um, well, definitely. I think a brand is really an image that others have of your business, right? So you should be taking the time to define what that image will be early on. Um, you need to show potential customers what sets you apart as a company, as, a, as an employer even, and as a community member. Um, so what are those core values that you hold true for your company and how does how does that translate into a unique reason for people to buy from you? Uh, it could be that you're you have caring customer service, you're reliable, uh, your speed and convenience. Maybe it's even that you're a tech forward company that has most of your process online or something like that. Or, or even if you're more of a like a hands on company. What sets you apart from your competitors? Whatever it may be, you need to be valuable in a way that's different from the competitors in your arena. So that's the most important. Excellent points. Again, really, what sets you apart? We see this a lot. I see this personally, and I'm sure we could all think of a specific sub-industry in home services, but it feels like with impact windows, we have a few mm -hmm. clients who are in that sub-industry. Mm -hmm. They always default to the, we protect you. Uh -huh, um, yes are here for your protection. And yeah, granted, that is a major component of impact windows, but there's so much more that companies could do to really say why they're different. What's the value in choosing right. them over the other guy that's offering protection down the street. Right. 
And it seems well, it, like, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely, um, you're going to protect your customers. We all know that, but there's always going to be a slight edge that you have over your competitors. So really getting to that point is what you want to uh, relay to your customers. Yes. Great point. I always think of the how. I think that's a good mm -hmm. way to lay it out, right? You know, it's yeah. uh, not what you're providing, it's how you're providing it. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> so second reason in the books we're laying out why branding is so important. It's about setting yourself apart. That can't be understated. So important. Let's go into our third reason why going through a full branding process is important for your services company. Roosevelt, do you have another that we can share? Yes. So uh, another reason that you want to work on your brand is to establish a lasting culture. So we've... Um, the previous uh, two reasons that we've given, we talked a lot about customers, right? And setting yourself apart and connecting to customers. But brand touches everyone that's part of your organization. So that includes inside your organization. So in this, in, in, for this reason, we're focusing on the inside of the organization. So creating a lasting culture. So uh, we have, uh, so only 30% of American workers are engaged at work. So organizations wow. spend more than a hundred billion annually to improve employee engagement. So mm -hmm. how, how valuable are the employees? I mean, before, you know, before when a customer's uh, goes to interact with their company, it's not necessarily always, they're always going to get to uh, engage. Uh, if you're the owner, you know, and you obviously, you know, how you want to run your business, you have all your values set and, you know, you represent your company in the best way um, that, that you, how you want to present it. But now you have employees, right? So, and they're usually the ones that are connecting with the customers or interacting or showing a piece um, of the business. So we need to make sure that they understand what the company stands for that and they understand the value and then that they feel uh, proud and happy. We want, you know, the... Uh, uh, employees that are um, can become advocates of a brand, you know, mm -hmm. so it'll be becomes part of their life. They feel great going at work. And this is, you know, working on your brand helps building that culture, building that lasting culture. We all know that one of the number one assets in any company is the people, right? Mm -hmm. The people that make up the company. So this is what we're addressing with this point. Right. So taking the time to have clear um, to have a to define a clear brand essence that can help build meaningful work culture. Right. So the culture within your organization, that's really important. And so here we see that culture and brand can't be separate. They're not two separate things. So, um, you know, who you are and what you stand for is going to come across in every interaction. So this is why um, the reason number three, we're focusing on the inside of the company as well, which is a big piece that brand touches. Mm -hmm. Roosevelt, how much do you think having a strong brand identity, which trickles into the overall work culture, how much do you think that impacts attracting new talent to your company? Of course. So when you when you know, when you're working uh, to make sure that inside the organization, things are working well, you have, and again, when employees become advocates of the company and then someone else from the outside is interested is looking for a place to work, right? When, when that's going to be reflected um, 
uh, in everything that's put out there, the way that you put your posts, the way, you know, a lot of people go on LinkedIn, they look who works at this organization. If they start mm-hmm. seeing how those people are, they can relate to them. If, if, if the company's coming across and we're seeing what values they stand for, what are the beliefs, what kind of, what kind of culture is within this organization, how they, how they behave, all of that is taken into consideration along with, you know, what benefits come with this position, of course, but you also want to go into a place understanding that you're going to, it's going to be a place that, that, that aligns with your personal values. So it does mm-hmm. attract also uh, helps with attracting uh, employee, new employees that already come along with those values. If you're putting yeah. out the right message out there, then you're going to attract the people that are attracted to that message. It's yeah. a great point. And we think about right now, especially in our economy, we're feeling a labor shortage, especially in the services industry. It's really hard mm-hmm. to find good help, mm-hmm. especially the people that are on the ground doing the work. And so a branding identity, you know, having a culture that's strong and communicates who you are, why you exist and what you offer outside of just, you know, uh, the paycheck that you take home. I think that can really help tip the scales and making sure that you get quality people in your organization. Keep that pipeline going. Yes. And it's all about being authentic here, right? So Absolutely. that is what's gonna that's what's gonna set you apart, your authenticity. And people will pick up on um, if you're inauthentic, uh, both future employees and, and customers alike. So Absolutely. Yes. We, I think we all have a picture in our head if we say it of a corporation or a company mm-hmm. where we know it's corporate speak. They're they're not being serious about what they're trying to portray. So authenticity, so important, Nicole. Great. So overall, folks, just to recap, three reasons why going through a full branding process is important. Number one, it builds trust and loyalty. Number two, it defines the type of business that you want to be. And as Rosabelle just mentioned, importantly, 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 it helps you establish a long lasting culture to show your employees who you are and who you want to be as well. So that rounds up are three reasons why you should get involved in a full branding process as soon as possible. We're going to move into the next section where we're taking these reasons, these these items that we're giving you, and we're going to go ahead and put them into real life situations. These are questions that we receive from our community related to the topic we're talking about. So we're shifting over into what we like to call our Q&A section. And in our Q&A section, we focus very specifically on answering questions from you. So let's go ahead and go to the floor. We had a question specifically from a gentleman named Carlos. He's an impact windows installer in Northern Florida. He asks, related to branding, if I'm starting a new business, where should I start? A logo, a mission statement. I want to do this right. So this ties in perfectly to what we're talking about, Carlos. And I'd like to go ahead and see if we can get some feedback for you from the experts here. Let's start with you, Nicole. Do you have any advice for Carlos on where a good starting point would be for this new entrepreneur? So I would say before you even think about a logo design, you have to understand who do you want to be known as? Who do you want to be known as? Think about that. That's the first question you should ask. What? Why do I exist as a company? Uh, there is an entire brand framework that asks these deep pointed questions that can help you derive your mission and values, which then lead to creating brand assets and logos and things like that. I know Rosabelle has a much better understanding of this. Would you mind giving a little bit more insight into that framework and kind of the questions that are entailed? Yeah. Yes, of course, Nicole. So yes, as Nicole was saying, we start out with asking many questions and that's the starting point that we um, 
we 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 place on our on our clients when they're coming in they're asking carlos this is where you want to start you want to ask those questions and as part of uh, the framework that nicole is mentioning we take those questions and from that you know asking a lot of why questions uh why are we doing this why do why do i exist um why am i creating this company what does this mean to me why am i passionate about um what am I really good at? So these, with all these questions, we build a framework um, that will then be used to guide any any type of visual or verbal assets that are then created for 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 your brand. So in this framework, we touch on developing a narrative or your story. We define uh, your belief or your value. You know what is it that we really believe? Why are you know why are we really doing this? Um, we work on strategy for your for your brand. So that's part of branding. Branding is a process. For that, we have to develop a strategy. So who's our target? Right. The strategy piece will 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 dig into who's our target. We'll look at our competitors. Um, again, something very important about competitors is. The main point to look at your competitors is to just have an understanding of the market and what's out there. But again, the core of your business and what sets you apart comes from you. So anything that you develop needs to come out of, you know, how can I be better? How can I improve? Um, not really guided by what your um, competitors are doing. I wanted to plug that in there because a yeah, lot of us point. get confused that we make decisions based on um, what our competitors are doing. But the competitors are doing based on their strength. You need to be working based on your strengths. So very important there. Um, so we'll do that as part of strategy. Um, as part of the framework, then comes the promise, right? Mm -hmm. What is the value that we're offering our, our, our customer? What, what do are we promising a customer when they choose us or our, or our employees or anyone or our partners, anyone that, that engages with the brand? What, what is the promise that we're making to them when they choose us versus versus choosing someone else. Yep. Um, and then from that, we'll end with the attributes, four to six um, key characteristics that are going to define uh, everything that you do. And that turns into, for, from those three to four characteristics, we'll start developing these pieces, you know, the visual style. So the logo, the, you know, things that you, that you probably know of, you know, the logo, the website, you know, what colors am I using? What font am I using? And then what tagline do I, you know, do I want to go with? So from that, all the pieces come, but we need to first do the, do the work, um, the work of, of answering those questions. And thinking about this, Rosabelle, you know, trying to be authentic, something we talked about, it's okay, especially for service companies to not all be serious, right? Can't some of your characteristics be a little humorous, a little edgy, maybe a little bit more slanted towards the non-traditional? Of course, of course. We're, we're here. So uh, companies are made of people. We're all people here. We're all humans. So, you know, as humans, we work based on emotions, characteristics, personality. So a brand, your, your brand is what we're defining here your brand essence is your personality, right? So you can decide, you know, whether you want to be, you know, uh, very formal, very, you know, uh, very corporate or, you know, or you can decide that you want to be friendly and approachable and fun and bubbly. There's all kinds of personality out there, out there. So there's, so that means that in your, you know, when you're defining your brand or the kind of person you are, um, 
you know, that's, that's part of it. That's, that's what we're doing here. And then you're going to, you know, that's based on what kind of people you want to attract. Some people like, you know, some people go for things that are more serious and some like to be more lighthearted. So that's where, that's why you have to uh, do this work of defining who you want to be, because um, the key thing here is that we need to, for you to have a long lasting brand, we have to have consistency. So if you, if you decide, and this, this comes from the core team that once you're, you know, the owner of the company or the partners, right? It's, it's based on who they are, right? What's their personality? That's really the kind of company that then you should build because you want to have fun doing it. You want to, you want to be involved in it. It's going to be something that's going to take up, you know, 20, you know, pretty much all your time so it needs to be something that connects with you right so it's based on that and um but we need consistency right you don't you don't want to say oh we're going to be all serious and then the next day say oh no we're more lighthearted, and then come back to the serious because then people get confused and they don't know Mm. what you are so then now you're throwing people off so consistency that's why we work on brand because we want to we need to maintain consistency that's how we build a brand makes sense so Juan, as you can see, it is a bit more uh, complex than just laying out a logo. <laughs> yeah. Yes. More to it. <laughs> Very complex. But, you know, as Rosabelle and Nicole both mentioned, there's, there's like a six-step process and there's obviously a lot to those six steps that you have to go through. And it's worth going through, as we mentioned in the first part, but starting at square one and slowly building out and making sure that you're answering those critical questions about your identity can't be understated. And we have a special offer here at the end of this episode for those of you that are joining in either live or on demand. Stick around to the end. We have a free resource for you to help you actually achieve that to get started on a full branding process. So one, hopefully we were able to help you get started with building that identity for your impact windows business. Let's go ahead and go to question number two, ladies. Number two comes from Stan. Stan is a plumber. And he said, I just started a plumbing business. We're getting some new entrepreneurs here today on on the show. (laughs) I have a logo and a website. Okay, great. I'm struggling with developing a mission and a vision statement. Everything I come up with sounds so corporate. Any ideas to help me come up with something more authentic? Ooh, boy, that's a tough one, Stan. And as we talked about being yourself, so important. Rosabelle, why don't we go and start with you? How can you capture an original, authentic voice for your brand? Yeah, so this is a great question, Stan. And um, it may seem a little bit daunting or difficult, but it goes in line with everything we have been talking about. And so... Being authentic means being who you are. So like, um, I just kind of touched on this a little bit in in the previous uh, question. Um, It starts with who you are, right? So for you to be authentic um, in how you present your brand, it has to come from you. So what are the things that you care about? If you feel like some of the things out there are too corporate, then maybe that's not, you know, that's not the angle for you because you, you want to be a little more lighter um, when it comes to things, or you want to approach things a little, have a more friendlier approach. And if that's, you know, if that's what you define that, that, that it is, that is what uh, you want to stick with, then, then that's, you know, that's what we're going to, that's what you can develop as part of developing uh, your statements and, 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 and the messaging that comes across. Um, and to do that, we go back to the go back to working on the framework, right? So you must be clear on who you want to be, what you want, uh, what you want to be for others, and then from there comes your vision and your mission. And 
if you do the work, if you answer the question, you know, honestly, and you, you know, this is something, you know, sometimes uh, this is some, this is why we help uh, our clients or client clients come to us because they, you know, they know what they, they, they have an understanding of what they want. They can, they can express uh, that they, you know, what they don't want, but they don't always uh, are able to articulate Mm -hmm. um, right. you know, the right message or really find that one statement that really kind of uh, encapsulates uh, all everything that they're trying to say. So mm -hmm. that's why you would, you know, you come to us and we help you find that right message and articulate it in the, you know, in the best way, in the most um, authentic way that's authentic to you and what you stand for. Great points, Roosevelt. Yes, Stan, listen, it really comes down to being yourself, being authentic, but there's a process to help you discover that. And certainly Risen's done it for many home services companies. We have a tool that can help you get started. If you stick with us to the end, a free resource that can get you on that road. But don't think of it as something that happens overnight or happens, you know, in a five second span. It has to be something that's methodical that you go mm -hmm. through. And that's something that I think we can help you with. So <laughs> To Carlos and Stan, thank you for your questions. We really appreciate the feedback. We enjoy hearing from you. If you have questions that you want to submit to us to answer in future episodes, you can reach us at ask at gorisen.com. We will take your questions and we will fit them into a future episode that specifically answers what you need help with. And we are all about being here for you. And again, being authentic and responding to your specific needs. So, that is the end of section two of our show, which covered the live questions that we got from the audience. And that means we are moving over to good old section three. In section three, you ask, what is that? The interview stage. In this interview stage, we're going to be getting to the authentic part of us and our experience in the industry to hopefully help you get a glimpse of our real life experiences and how they can help you be able to translate into success for your business. So these are questions that I'm going to ask Nicole and Roosevelt. Uh, that they have been through and uh, really try and get them to give them the pearls of wisdom or get the pearls of wisdom <laughs> out for you to be able to, to apply in your own company and your own business. So let's go ahead and go to today's questions. Today's questions, we have four of them that we're going to try and get through. We're going to start off with the first one. And that question, ladies, is what company do you admire most for your branding? When you look out there and you see companies that are doing it right, they have a tight message. It's authentic. People know who they are and they know who they are. Who is that? Why don't we go ahead and start with you, Roosevelt? Is there someone that comes to mind? Yes. So I have a personal... <laughs> This one's a personal brand uh, favorite of mine um, that I admire, and it's uh, Fever Tree. So they produce uh, mixers and tonics uh, for your drinks, uh, in case you haven't heard of them. Um, <laughs> but they're pretty popular uh, in, the, in, the, in the globally. So it is one of my favorite brands uh, because from the start, they, you know, they set out to to figure out, you know, if three fourths of your drink is made up of a mixer, why not, why not make it, you know, why not make that matter? Why not take the time to provide something that stands for, for, for good quality? That's what's going to be, mo you know, mostly in your drink. So that's how they all, they started and they've stuck with that from the beginning. They stand for quality, imagination, pushing the bar. They're very clear with this. They're consistent 
And that's why around the world, you cannot think of a gin and tonic without thinking about Phoenix food. <laughs> I know I can't. I have it in my house. <laughs> you yes. converted me, the both of you. So, hey, Fever yes. Tree CEO, we know you're listening to the show right now. We're watching. <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor us, please let us know. Yes. <laughs> We're on yes. board with your product. <laughs> they did not pay for this. this. is a personal favorite of mine. They're just, you know, I love the way that they present themselves. And again, consistency. And they always, they're always pushing that bar. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Tonic water, Fever Tree tonic water keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) Nicole, what about you? Is there a brand that you can think of that's doing it right in terms of authenticity, grabbing people's attention, really (laughs) staying true to their, their identity? So this is kind of a South Florida favorite. Um, It is in the home services arena, and I'm sure you've seen it if you're down here and they're actually, it's spread to other parts of the country as well, but the billboard that is on the highway says your wife is hot better get your AC fixed. <laughs> so air around the clock, it, it sparks a lot of controversy, but it's very catchy and obviously got people talking. So everyone knows about them in South Florida for sure. And like I said, it, it's spread. Um, even, across the, even across the pond, they used it and got banned <laughs> for using the logo. The saying. Yeah, I just found that out, which was funny. But um, they, they are a, a quality company. They've been around for 30 plus years and they decided, hey, why not uh, spark, somebody, spark other people's interest in the company in a catchy way? And this is what they decided to do. And well, I got people talking, like I said. <laughs> yes, yes. So. ATC, good work with the, with the <laughs> overall messaging. Again, it doesn't mean that you have to have that corporate polish to your messaging. If you want to take a slightly irreverent, slightly humorous approach, and that's something you're going to lean into as part of your identity, it can work. It's worked for them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, they've decided to to take a risk, right? You know, it's within their personality Mm -hmm. and they went for it, you know? It's definitely catchy. Uh, it's a great way to, you know, they played around with humor, played around with words. And then, you know, the second line there kind of, you know, that's okay. We're talking about AC, but uh, definitely the headline was to catch your attention and they weren't afraid to take a risk um, right. to do that, especially for a billboard, which is <laughs> only have a couple of seconds to grab that attention. So you need to make it yeah. short, impactful and bold. And I think they capture that in this. Mm-hmm. Got to be the hardest job in advertising. Catch someone's attention at 60 miles an hour. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Those are our choices for who we think is doing the best job overall of branding right now in today's landscape. So thank you for that feedback, ladies. Let's go ahead and go to question two. Thinking back on your own experience working with companies, home services or otherwise, is there a time that you remember that you were able to really significantly help a company by going through a branding process and to get rid of a bad branding situation that they found themselves in. Rosabelle, I'd like to start with you. Is there anything that comes to mind? Yes, I actually do have have an example. Um, It wasn't necessarily they were doing something bad, but it was definitely making sure that from the start, they were on on the right track. So this is... um, this is a company that was a new company. Um, it's in the home services business. They provide water treatment um, 
equipment for for residential or commercial so filters and and things that to uh water softeners um so the treat water in your home or in your business so they acquired a brand new company uh here in the dominican republic and in, in specifically in Punta Cana, they acquired a license from uh, a US, uh, US based company, um, glo- you know, globally known brand. So, but they acquired the distributor license and they were going to launch here um, under their own name, but obviously carrying the products of this um, US based company. So they came to us with a logo and a website. Most, <laughs> most people already come with, come to us with that. So they had that set. Or so they thought. So, but what we did was we went back, right? So if you come to us with your logo on your website, it's okay. We will go back and make sure that <laughs> we do the framework uh, that needs to be done. We ask the right questions and either we confirm that what you currently have aligns with with what you, you know, with the direction, with, with that, that core that we're gonna establish, the foundation, or whether we need to make some tweaks. So in this case, we did that work and it turned out we needed a little refresh of the logo. We did not change it completely because it wasn't a good start. We just made it a little bit because they, you know, it turned out they were, they wanted, they were technology forward to know the things that, that Nicole was talking about, trying defining what kind of, what kind of company do you want to be? They wanted mm-hmm. to be known as innovative, as, as technology driven, um, also they cared a lot about the environment. We're talking about water here. So, you know, and water is such an essential, uh, element for in everyone's lives and in the, you know, in, in, you know, for humans in general in the world. So they cared about these things. These are the things that we define. So we refreshed the logo. We define a clear message for them. We created guidelines because they came with the logo, they came with the website. There are no guidelines. So we're here, we're ready to work on this brand, but there's nothing to guide us uh, that defines these type of things, right? Like I just said, that they want to be innovative, that they want to include technology, that they want to appear fresh. And there was no, no, no document that actually helped guide us through that. So we were able to, we created a brand manual, a brand guideline, uh, and then we developed, you know, a launch campaign, right? that connected everything, right? So this is how they entered the market. So not only did the brand, you know, with all this work that we did, not only did the brand stand out locally, but it received recognition from the US uh, based brand. um, And they were asked to actually present uh, their branding and marketing efforts at an international conference in Amsterdam. So this is an example of, uh, you know, how to, you know, how to, to, you know, to properly do it. So you set that core. Now they're set. They have all the tools that they need to continue to, to grow, to have a, a long lasting brand and continue to grow their brand. So that's an example of, of a work that we've done uh, to help a company stay on the right track. And, you know, there's the real life example, folks, that going through a full branding process does yield results. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're brand new. It doesn't matter if you're in the middle of a merger with another organization. Maybe you just need a refresh and sales are not great. You know, taking the time to go through a full branding process does yield results, as Rosabelle has shared from her experience. So let's go ahead and transition to our last question of the day. We're going to 
fix on, I guess, the other side of it. We talked about how branding can turn things around, but based on both of your uh, experience in this industry, what's the biggest branding problem that you're seeing right now in the home services industry? Where are the issues popping up? Rosabelle, I'd like to go back to you to start. Where's the biggest issue that you see? What are, what are companies just not getting when it comes to branding? So what I see yeah, the most, um, and, and, you know, this applies to home services and, and businesses, you know, small businesses or medium-sized businesses, is thinking that caring about your brand is only something that big companies need to care about. And what we forget, what many of the, the, these um, home service owners forget, is that those big brands that they admire so much were small to, in the start. So <laughs> brands don't start out big. They start out small. So no matter the size or the stage of your business, the minute that you decide to open up a company, you start a brand. Right. So now is now you decide, how do I grow this? How do I if if you starting a business where let's all assume that we're starting a business because we want to make it. We want to succeed in it. We want you know, it's not just a you know, it takes work to run a business. So if you're going to put in the work, let you know, we want to make sure it lasts. And the minute that you decide to open up a business, you build up your you you built a brand. So now it's your turn to say um, and make intentional, uh, make it intentional. How are you going to grow that brand, right? How are you going to develop? So you need to care about, you know, you need to care about it. You need to plan for it. And you need to be consistent with it. So, so this is at the core of your business. The same way that operate that you care about operations, the same way that you care about finances of your business, the same way you care about sales of your business, mm-hmm. brand is in that is in those elements that are essential for a business to grow. So, and we here at Arisen, we're in the, we're in the business of, of helping brands be faster, smarter, and stronger. So this is how we do this because we take the time to make sure we are addressing all those points and that we have a, a great core to, to have long lasting um, impact in brands and growing businesses. Well said, Roosevelt. Absolutely. Yeah. It can't be understated how important it is to really think about, am I doing this the right way? Am I starting off on the right foot? Because you can get lost as time goes on mm-hmm. if you don't really have that that North Star set mm-hmm. with your branding. So ladies, thank you for your feedback. This concludes section three of our show. Questions asking you about your experience in working with companies and branding. And hopefully this gives our listeners and our watchers uh, an opportunity to really see behind the curtain as to what we're seeing from home services companies and maybe hopefully empower you into thinking, wow, this is something that they're seeing more often than not. Maybe by me going through this process and fixing my brand, I can get a leg up on my competition. Goes to be said. So before we finish the show, folks, thank you for sticking with us. We're excited to have you, whether you're joining us live or whether you're joining us on demand. Either way, it's happy uh, for us to have your acquaintance and your listener or viewership. Before you go, we do have a special part and gift for you. And that is a free resource we're offering you. We've put together a brand identity discovery checklist. We have 10 questions that we've put together based on our experience that can help you start the branding process to discover what is your unique voice? What are your values? 
What is your personality? What does that look like? And the unique message that you can offer to your customers by going through these questions and working with a few key stakeholders in your company, you can really go through and start building those foundational blocks for having a branding identity for your company that really helps everybody understand who you are, why you exist, and why you are the clear choice for their business. So please go ahead and just check the link in the description for that. It's free. Just click the link, sign up, and it's yours. Congratulations. And as a bonus offer on top of this, if you're interested in learning more about how to grow your services business, we're offering monthly mini courses, we're calling them. And basically, these are 30-minute workshops on small things that you can do to be able to really accelerate your company's growth. And for November, we're offering a course specifically on how to deal with bad reviews. We all deal with them, especially home services companies, and they can mean a huge difference in your bottom line. So we've put together a formula. It's a secret formula that only <laughs> our customers know and only our clients know that we're willing to share with you on how to be able to approach dealing with bad reviews and not just deal with them, but turn them into positives. And that's gold. It's worth its weight in gold if you understand how to do that. We're going to go through the whole process. We're going to give you specific examples of what that looks like. And we have a handout to give you at the end of the workshop that you can literally give anybody in your office that deals with the review section of your company and say, this is the formula you need to follow. So it's an easy way for you to have something actionable that you can implement immediately in your organization. So if you're interested in joining us for that, you can go to the website on the screen or in the description for those of you who are listening, go riz.co forward slash bad reviews, sign up for the webinar, and I will be presenting that. So I look forward to seeing you there. And again, if you can't make it live, that's okay. It's November 30th at 10 a.m. But say you're busy that morning, you've got a full slate of clients to deal with. Just by signing up on the website, we will also send it to you on demand at the conclusion of the live show. So you can have that to keep. And if you join us for the live show, you can have the on-demand version as well if you want to go back and watch it for any tips or pointers so those are our two free resources we have for you overall ladies and gentlemen we can't say thank you enough for joining us if you'd like to connect with us further you can subscribe to this channel we put out weekly shows that you can tune into to be able to grow and accelerate your company's uh, home services revenue we also have a companion podcast it's never good to watch in the car so if you are driving and you want to continue listening to this, we have a companion podcast called Built to Scale, which you can subscribe to. There's a link there. It'll be in the description as well. You can also subscribe to our email newsletter where we have even more tips and tricks to help you grow your home services business. And you can follow us on social media at Risen Inbound. We post some interesting things on a weekly basis. And so we would encourage you to just deepen your relationship with us. We want to connect with you. We want to help you grow. And we feel we have the tools and experience to do that. So, from here in the Risen Virtual Studio, thank you so much for joining us. Rosabelle and Nicole, thank you for taking the time to join us as well. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Everybody, have a wonderful day. Keep growing. Bye.